Now, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and now over to my assistant. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. You can text the show on 81215. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Back over to Frank in the studio. Thank you. You only missed one key part, and Go that's on. that I'm here with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. No, <laughs> well, if you I didn't want. know that was part of my duties. Yeah, I would, if somebody said to me, what mistake is Emily going to make reading out the opening bit, I wouldn't have thought she'd miss herself out. <laughs> my, my, my. I, would, I, I didn't think I was being given that level of responsibility, but thank you. So, look, Emily and I went to Ascot this mm. week, Royal Ascot, and I... Wait for it. Came back a little horse. <laughs> yeah. It actually happened. Yeah. I was, when I arrived at Ascot, Emily will testify my voice was perfectly fine. And now it's a bit, um, I am sailing. <laughs> <laughs> it got progressively hoarser as the day progressed. It did. Progressively hoarser, hoarser as the day, day progressed. I quite like that. You're, you're living in jokes now. Yes, mm. on a, you're slipping on banana peels. You're pills, talking yeah. as if I don't live in jokes. <laughs> no, normally it's internal, though. The closest I've ever been to living in a joke, and I must have told you this before, was I went for a haircut, and the guy said, how do you want your hair? And I said, I quite like your hair. Can I be like yours? He said, yeah, I have number two all over. I said, well, whatever it's called, I, I like it. It looks good. When he cut it, it was, like, super short. And I said... Hold on, this is much shorter than that. He said, yeah, mine's grown out quite a bit. <laughs> and that was the closest I've ever been to actually being yeah. a character in a joke. That's a perfect does-your-dog-bite style yeah. gag. I quite like your voice, a mm. little horse. I just, if it stays like this, we'll be fine. If it deteriorates... It just sounds like you've maybe, you've had a bit of bother in your life. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't really. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like you might know someone who was sprung from the moor, as I once heard in a gangster documentary. We had a guest on here once who I won't name, and he said, you, like me, Frank, have had quite a bit of tragedy in your life. And I said, well, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> Got the wrong bloke. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, so we had, we had a great day at the, uh, at the races. Oh, when I turned up, we went with that. Emily came and my sister-in-law, Rachel, and my very dear friend, Tracy. And uh, I was already in my top hat and tails when Tracy arrived. And she said, uh, she said, what would your friends from Smethwick say if they could see you now? She said, you've gone from the Bash Street kids to Lord Snooty. <laughs> yeah. That was the journey. But it was, uh, it was a good old day, wasn't it, Em? Oh, I won money. She, yes, she did. I, I didn't. And we did something very classy, mm. which I think went down really well in the royal enclosure. You shook the horse's hands. No, it was better than that. <laughs> Frank made me hold my winnings, my three £20 notes. He said, fan them, fan them out. Yeah, fan them out, because you're just holding them in a block. You don't hold money like that. No. That's oh, the form of fan. forgive me for not, not, never having done this before. Not unless it's a stack, then you can hold it in a oh, block. Yeah, like yeah. So we're in yeah. the yeah. royal yeah, enclosure. We, we weren't at a horse fair. No. <laughs> we were at Royal Ascot. <laughs> So, and there's the likes of Princess Anne wandering around. Yeah. I am standing there holding my £20 notes in a fan, as instructed by Frank, <laughs> uh, whilst he takes a picture of me. Oh, okay. good, yeah. I would say that if you wanted a sign of our classiness that day, <laughs> you would say that the king and queen in a carriage went f within about 15 <laughs> yards of us. Wow. But a much bigger response on the day was in the car on the way there when we saw <laughs> the 80s pop sensation Marilyn out, uh, out, out for a run. Thank, what I liked... <laughs> much more excitement. And, Whoa, look! Couldn't ever, no one could believe it. What I liked it. is Frank's friend Tracy, she... She pointed it out, and it was in such a brilliantly casual way. She was in the middle of telling a very long anecdote, and then she went, oh, there's Marilyn. Anyway, and we screamed. We absolutely oh, wow. screamed. Are you familiar with Marilyn's I'm work? not. OK, okay well, well, you can Google him in the break. <laughs> I have to say, by the way, that when Tracy tells a very long anecdote, it's not. it doesn't feel very long. Oh, no, it? no. Her and uh, 
Emily had more mutual friends than anyone you can imagine. They were just, it was like me and my sister-in-law sat, it's like sitting at a firework display, the two of them firing off stories and blah, blah, blah. It was amazing. And Tracy actually said at one point, I don't really want to go to the races. Can we just drive around in the car and do this? But wow, women, what women they are. We met quite a few characters at Ascot. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah? Yeah, we, we certainly did. Jill Scott? Yeah, Jill Scott was there. Oh, yeah? Uh, do you know who Jill Scott is? I think so. Frank, do you want to explain? Well, she, yeah, she's, a, she's a, what they now call a lioness. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's a retired lioness. But, um, and she won the jungle thing. Yes, that's, that's right. So many lionesses do. <laughs> if, it come, if push comes to shove. Um... Yeah, so it was... Uh, I was very excited. I tell you what, of all the famous people I've met, yeah. I think the one who's most exactly what you expect her to be was Jill Scott. Just a really nice, yeah. funny, lovely woman. Anyway, um, there were men there, can I point out. I had a special job there. I was uh, presenting the winning jockey of the last race. Oh. Um, and, well, the owner. The owner gets the trophy. The yeah. jockey gets like a snuff box. That's quite feudal, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I think it was a snuff box. I can't imagine what else. It's a small silver box. Oh, I don't know who fine. does I snuff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's big in the racing, and I'm going to use the F word, yeah. fraternity. <laughs> one of the few fraternities one hears discussed is the racing fraternity. <laughs> yes, yeah. What would be another fraternity oh, that people talk about? Uh, well, uh, well, one thinks I'm afraid of the uh, the Americans. Animal house. When it comes to fraternities. Oh, yeah, frat. frat. boys. Frat, Oh, I yeah. hate well, a frat boy. Well, as they call it, Greek culture. <laughs> Do you know what they are because of the... Uh, well, that well, means Omega something entirely different. Uh, yeah. you know, Greek culture on campus. I, um, one of my other jobs was to um, choose jobs. the best turned out you horse. jobs? <laughs> uh, I mean, I had, I had to sing for my uh, lunch... Um, was I had to pick the best turned out horse in the last race? Yeah. And the one, what, one I like about them because you get a bit of. Uh, sometimes they'll plait the mane, you know oh. that, which we were told the Princess Royal very much disapproves of plaiting of the mane princess, or tail. She doesn't like it. The Princess oh, Royal. This being Princess Anne. Yes. Yeah, she was there. Do you think there was a chance that she recognised you and sort of would no. say, "Oh, it's you, the double meddler"? No, she didn't. Uh... Well, we, when we saw Charles and Camilla and that, uh, we saw them all in the paddock. It's quite strange. You're standing there looking at them. Aren't they you? did wave, but not directly to us. Uh, <laughs> I wanted Frank to go down. And they, they would have loved chatting. But anyway, they do this thing on the hind quarters of the horse. Yeah. They. Um, you know, where some people have the Nike swoosh cut into their um, shaved side hair on their head. Yes, trustworthy men. Yeah, so they... Um, it's often... A, a, it's a football... It used to be a footballer thing, having things sort mm. of... Uh, so the horses, they do a kind of... It looks like a chessboard across the, the bomb. Oh. I'd love to We've play... We've all been there. Wouldn't you love to play chess on a, on a horse's backside? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a brilliant thing to do? And it looks like... I don't know if they... Do they still do the geometric mowing of yesteryear? <laughs> you know, you'd watch a football match and they'd have that perfect grid of, of mowing mm. that forms... Does that still mm. exist? Or has it been a while since I've seen it? always have yeah. now, Frank. If there's anyone out there, any groundsman... Any mowers... Yeah, any... Um, what one, if Patrick one Mow man. calls him? <laughs> I work with him, dear, as you yeah, know. Yeah, I work with them all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if there's any groundsmen, do they... It could be my memory, but I don't think now, when you say, and now over to Jeff Harris at the cop final, you don't see that, that um, no. geometric mowing anymore. No. I wonder when that went. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ruth Jordan. <laughs> oh, Yes has been in touch, of one of course, our regulars, yes. as you know. She was a little concerned about our trip to Ascot. OK. I keep saying Ascot, it's Ascot, of course. Is uh, it? Yeah. OK. Um, Ruth says, I hope Frank didn't get too close to the horses at Ascot. 
I seem to remember a story of him being bitten really slowly by a horse who maintained eye contact throughout the biting. <laughs> that, you, is, that, you is correct. This? that is true. Mm. That was when I was I was going to do a Wild West holiday <laughs> and I thought I'd better do some uh, riding before. So, yeah, I um, I accidentally... I don't know what the... Um, what the woke terminology is for a Chinese burn. Um, I'm not sure there is any. <laughs> but I uh, I put a saddle on, um, and I, when you tie the strap underneath, I didn't do it quite tight. So when I went to get on, the whole saddle spun round and gave the horse a, a burn, mm. an eastern burn. Uh, at a sort of torso scale. Yeah, uh -huh. and uh, the horse, yeah, bit me, but very slowly, so I just stood there and let it happen. So I felt I deserved it. I told, uh, I was chatting to A.P. McCoy, who Frank had sort of hissed to me because I was sat next to him. You know, he's a very famous yeah. jockey. I think I used the word legend. You did say legend. Oh. You but did. Without going legend, I just said legend, he's in, a a legend. Normal, in a normal, yeah. yeah. I told him about your Wild West experience over lunch. Oh, did you? Yeah. I said, I'm afraid Frank's very... Um, I don't think I'd quite realised at that point that he'd won several Grand Nationals and I didn't know what I was dealing with. Yes. So I was saying, well, Frank's been on horses. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I, I don't like horses. I, find I said he doesn't like them. I mm. find them uh, like I mean, so many animals horrible. <laughs> they are horrible. Why would you say that? Because they're horrible to each other mm. and often to humans as well. We don't have to look very far for evidence of this. I, oh, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> good morning to you. I was in the company. Uh, oh, here's some good news, though. Porcupines do not fire their quills. <laughs> oh. Beat for yourself. Stand yeah. down, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There'll be people at home that haven't been out of the house for years in fear of that. Unsellotaping mattresses from their back and front. <laughs> exactly. Taking off colanders from their head. Exactly. Do you like yeah. porcupines? Um, they're all right. So. I like something you can pet. You know That's what I, mean? what I think. I've, they're I've not got... good for stroking. So if you stroke them, make sure you don't go against the grain. <laughs> That's my advice. Do you know, I've, I'd, I totally agree with you. I'd struggle. I think I'd have intimacy issues with them just because you couldn't befriend one, really. You couldn't have snuggle in the bed with them. That's the point no, of no, a pet no. for me. We'd, we had one in the garden when I was a kid once. It showed up. Yeah, right. You had antelopes in the garden, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, you had a, a... A porcupine showed up, yeah. She wasn't this a is badger. In South, this is in South Africa, okay. obviously. Not the is porcupine man. different to hedgehog? Was it a, a, a badger yes. was in the garden and you had a manga artist <laughs> staying with you and when he showed you his drawing of the badger, you thought it was a porcupine. Yeah. Is that what happened? And I said, very expressive eyes. Yeah. Guys, exactly. I've got a confession to make. Um... I don't really understand the difference between a porcupine and a hedgehog. I sort of thought it was a bit like... One was a punk version of another. <laughs> a, porc it's a porcupine... If you imagine a porcupine went to that barber who said... <laughs> who gave me number two all over, then he would look like the hedgehog. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're bigger, though. They are bigger, yeah. He's a bit spiky. Bigger and blacker. And I, what I noticed, I only, I, I had a sleepover at the zoo at the weekend. It is why I noticed this. Officially, or? Uh, no, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up cradled by an orangutan. <laughs> and uh, I've had, I woke up to worst. I, I'll be honest with you. Anyway. Are you actually joking? <laughs> so, um, so, seriously, um, you know I love a ginger. Oh my god! Anyway, um, I can't believe you. No, so I, I slept over and I, I slept left. over at the zoo. I don't know. If, it's odd the way you're referring to this, like you're dossing at your mate's house. And one thing we did, we perfumed some boxes um, with stuff from bottles, not with our natural musk, <laughs> and then uh, we threw them into the uh, officially we threw them into the porcupine. It came out to investigate. <gasps> Yeah. Oh. Uh, and when it's totally in concentration, you can reach out and just take the coil straight out of its back, like lifting a pen out of its holder in the uh, post oh. office. <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Will you tell me more about the zoo? 
Yeah, so you have a sleepover in a small... I went, I went before, do you remember? Yeah, I when do I went remember. before, it was freezing, though, but where it's lovely this time. Mm. Do you hear the lions? Oh, you hear the lions in the night. <gasps> I would say it's quieter than my average night. I'd say lions are a little bit quieter than drunks. <laughs> and I hear a lot of drunks in the night. Oh, there's yeah. ones going And also, I live near Hampstead Heath, which is a, a, a patch of um, green land in the north of London. And um, there's a lot of fireworks in the night. I don't know if it's like rogue firework enthusiasts, mm. but sometimes, okay, if it's the 4th of July or some event, you know, but... Um, just randomly, like one o'clock in the morning, you need a load of fireworks mm. going off. Yeah, it does seem to be the case in London that there's always, there's never not a day for fireworks. Yeah, and uh, all drinking. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, what time do the lions wake up roughly? They wake up about four thirty. Shut I don't up. Know why? What's the pipe? You're not working. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they got an MGM car. <laughs> waiting, uh, <laughs> waiting. I was going to say some of them. Did I tell you I saw a very old MGM movie, a silent movie, with um, Lon Chaney? You know mm. him, Man of a Thousand oh, Faces. Yeah, of course I do. And uh, they had the opening uh, titles, and they had the MGM circle with the lion in it, and it was a silent movie, and the lion. Obviously, they didn't get it to roar because you wouldn't be able to hear it anyway. So the lion just looks at you like it's <laughs> it's on a it's a, it's in its cabin on a cruise liner, <laughs> just looking out through the porthole. It just looks. Just go on. And I thought well, they could have had it. He could have, they could have put oh, grrr. That's disappointing. Uh, in a, you know, as a subtitle. It's more a sort of commuting lion. <laughs> you know, I don't want a lion who's just, yeah, just pit, like, like you're in, like you'd got drunk and been put in the cells for the <laughs> night. And uh, the lion was worked at the at the uh, at the police station and just coming and have, have a look see how you're getting on. Du- duty sergeant lion yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i didn't so, like so that uh, at all we, uh, did you see any other friends from the animal kingdom you've got your favorites and then your enemies well um we went uh, there was one thing that i found out which was interesting is that sometimes like for example several of the predators but the tigers mm. Tigers will be sitting quietly and a pigeon will land in and they'll just eat it. Well, did you witness this? Oh, I'd love to witness it. Yeah, imagine oh, that. What I'd a day pay, out. Well, I'd pay, I'd pay a grand to see that. <laughs> oh, my God. Live, live. Don't send in your I videos. Ha- I would find that very distressing. Oh, I'd find it distressing. That's like Deliveroo for the tigers. But there are many things I'd pay a grand to see that I find distressing on some Yes, level. I think that's probably true. Yes. Um, yeah, so there's a few of the animals, not just them. I think the dog, the wild dogs as well. And Sorry, a wild dog's a thing. Mm. That's a bit of a oh, cheat. Yeah. No, oh, no, 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 they are nasty things. They're very odd-looking. Like, pre- as I say, like most animals, they're absolutely <laughs> vicious and nasty to each other. T- nature red in tooth and claw, as uh, yeah. Alfred Lord Tennyson said. So... Um, yeah, so who'd who thought it? Pigeons land, thinking, oh, this is a nice little place, but there's some... There's some uh, they're gone. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sorry if there's any pigeon fanciers out there, but uh, stay out the lion's den, guys. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We've, um, we've heard from Andy Wood. Oh, yeah. Who Bronte, has a question. Bronte Country. Bronte Country, correct. Frank, am I to assume that during your zoo sleepover you didn't hear the chimpanzees in secretive conversation? I did. I did hear. I heard some... This we uh, should say is, uh, Frank, was it your grandfather? My grandfather um, overheard a group of chimpanzees in a circus trailer talking mm. and maintained that they could talk but didn't because they knew they'd be have to work in... Um, underground in the pit and be sent off to war and do all the dirty work that human beings didn't want to do. Mm. It's a reasonable theory in many ways. You in some ways, very unreasonable. <laughs> you usually have at least one significant encounter with one of the primates during your zoo visits. Did that happen on this occasion? I think it's something that happened, um, and this is uh, the absence of creatures in a way. We went to a penguin um section mm. where there was no penguins at all. Oh, that's depressing. And um, 
the keeper said, um, do you know why what this is famous for? And Boz and Kath, my partner and son, both knew instantly that it was in a Harry Styles video. Oh. Where he, um, it's got like a white ramp. In oh, a, it's in like a the quite 1930s sort of Art Deco. Yes, I'm familiar yes. with it. Yes. But many of the buildings at London Zoo are listed, and so even though it's no longer practical for penguins for some reason... It's cruel. Uh, they, uh, they can't knock it down. Mm. Oh, right. They can't improve the penguin uh, habitation. Um, no, they're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the penguins saying, we're stuck with it, mate. It's a li- list of building. Well, it reminds me... It's, it's <laughs> Sorry, mate, I think my hands are tied. I, d- I don't know if you're uh, aware of the Harry style. I don't really know his work very well. I, I see do. the one when he's lying on the floor in a, in a, in a one, in like a cat suit. Mm. But he... Um, it, it, the building really reminded me of... Uh, Boz bought a toy which consisted of small penguins going up an escalator and then sliding down a big <laughs> slide. Yes. With this sort of strange sort of music that you couldn't get out of your head. He used to play to... He used to put it on at breakfast time and let it run for the whole of breakfast time. And at the end of it, I just sang this thing all day. And it was called, um, very strangely, the name... It was like a dry flume... They were on. And he's had a big sign on the top that said Running Go. That was the name of it, which means nothing, especially as running was spelled R U N I N G. (laughs) It's like the strangest, like from another planet toy. And um, it is, you can't take your eyes off them steadily jogging up the escalator and then coming down this slide. And it really looked like that. I, isn't it? It's quite a famous architect, isn't it? Who designed what, that? What, running go. <laughs> running go. I mean, running enclosure. It's someone like Lutchens or someone like. That, Is it? Well, yeah. running go. Um, I, th- I think that's <laughs> one of those translations from. Uh, yeah, I think it's a problem. Ru- it's not going to be ruining. Ruining go. go. There's no runes involved in it. I mean, it. it does sound haunted and magical. It does. Running go. I'm gonna, I'm going to do a video of it and bring it in. It's really somewhat very. Com- you know, when people get addicted to computer games. I'm getting a bit of that with ruining go. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now over to my colleague. <laughs> you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio or email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. That was beautiful, I thought. That was. Beautifully done. Beautiful. It was like something from the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been uh, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff in the first hour. I was wondering if the reason the pigeons land in the lion enclosure with such confidence is years of inhabiting Trafalgar Square has lulled them into a false sense. <laughs> Those guys never move. Yeah, exactly. You can sit right on their heads. They're fine with it. <laughs> uh, they're really strong, silent. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear? Well, whether you do or not is irrelevant because I'm going to share this with you. This is okay. from Mark Ryan. Okay. And I think you'll be very happy about this, Frank. He says, I don't know whether this is a, a typo, incidentally. He says, share Frank and team. She's not on this week. No. <laughs> I wondered whether he meant to say dear, but I'm happy okay. with share. Yeah. Uh, that was the best bit of advertising I've ever experienced. I have just bought Run and Go from Amazon oh, wow. for fourteen ninety nine. Wow. And then you know what I like? Mark ends it. Can't wait for exclamation marks. I tell you what, Mark, how would you like to hear the uh, the theme tune from Ruining Go? Sorry, Ruining Go. I'm allowed to play this, am I? Yeah. Here we go. This is what it sounds like. There's you wouldn't think that was an earworm, but you would be surprised. Walking around going, dun, 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 dun. There's an explosion element as well to it. Yeah, there's, there's like, um, yes, it's all bells and whistles, as they say. They haven't gone for um, 
they've 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 gone gilding the lily, haven't they? The people who make the sounds for Ru- ruining Go, they haven't thought. Let's 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 go understand. Can we just establish? I, we I like do that. know that's how you pronounce it, definitely. No, I think it's. A Have you mis- made this up? I think it's a misspelling. Okay, okay. I uh, think well, it should be running. But even if they'd spelled it right, <laughs> running Go <laughs> still means nothing. <laughs> well, um, Rob Yarwood from Brentwood. Oh yeah. He says heard about the Penguin game. Like the opener. Okay. Heard about the penguin game. <laughs> Bought one for my kids twenty five years ago. Twenty f- they did I didn't think they had the technology twenty five years ago. Twenty five years of ruining go. Called Penguin Race Game. Retro okay. version still available. So this must have been the Mark One Ruining oh. Go. Oh, okay. Not really a race. Well, when but no, there's no race. As they just followed each other upstairs and then down a track. Yeah, I don't think what I think that there's the title is still work in progress. (laughs) I think the actual game is mesmerising. It'd be quite funny to invent whatever the device is, and they are clearly just sitting looking at it, going, "What do we call it? Exactly. What even is this? Yeah, but how how (laughs) much? Were they short of time in that meeting? That someone <laughs> said, "What about ruining go?" And somebody said, "I think you've, I think you've nailed it, Leopold." As, as they kept checking their watch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob finishes by saying, "Great thing was when one of the penguins fell off the track." I've never had that. Have you not? I'm amazed that they slide down the dry flume on Reagan and they just slide they never get trapped or stop or anything it's it's a beautiful well-oiled and it's like yeah. a Swiss watch mechanism 25 years of development yeah it's true yeah. that was uh, one of the lyrics they were going to put in three lines yeah. and then they decided it didn't scan quite so well David Baddiel got very picky about it yeah it was also it was about the offices at um, at the FA <laughs> 25 years of development we uh, with a sort of an open plan module <laughs> and then we thought it had got too uh, too technical yeah. but you know th- there's always the next version <laughs> I tell you what, I have um, many years ago when I was a child, there was a, a popular um, quiz show called Take Your Pick, and they had a thing on it. You know, we were talking about the racing fraternity before, and whether the word fraternity. I can't imagine a modern day quiz show having the, uh, a regular feature which included the word interlude. <laughs> but there was a thing on it called the yes-no interlude. And this was how it was done. Michael Miles, the host, would talk to the, the, the competitor, the guest. And then there was a man called Bob Danvers Walker, who was the voice of Pathé News, mm. who would stand with an actual gong oh. and a hammer, a little gong that he held. And the idea, they had to talk for a minute without saying yes or no. Okay. And um, Michael Miles would trick them into saying it usually. And if they got through, they won like 10 shillings. So, um, what a show. Now, they got something like 30 quid and they did the fan. They fanned the, uh, oh, the yeah. money out. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I've been watching a lot of um, football manager interviews. <laughs> and most, most of the senior managers are from overseas now. And. They say moment a lot in their interviews. What do you mean? Give us an example. So they would say, yes, in, in, in this moment we, we weren't defending mm-hmm. well. And, and, and there's lots of that. And I've noticed that English managers have started saying moment as well, even though it doesn't, oh. it doesn't quite work. Oh. And I was wondering if you could choose a profession and then, like the yes-no interlude, that you'd take a word away that they couldn't use. Uh-huh. So managers can no longer say moment. Mm. Seems like footballers cool. used to say obviously a lot. Yeah. I had a, I knew a guy who was taught by the philosopher Karl Popper. Mm. And if anyone used the word obvious, he would always say obvious to who? <laughs> <laughs> As philosophers do. But also um, singers, you know, rock singers and stuff, if they didn't say all right or yeah... <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you, then they're, they're stuck, aren't they? You can't say indubitably. 
No, if, yeah. you're, if you're in Kiss. What about tennis players if they couldn't say, come on? <laughs> <laughs> fact, a lot of sports people come on. So if yeah. there's anyone out there who cares, I'd love to know what word or phrase you, you'd take from, you'd bang the gonga in any mm. profession just to make life more difficult for them. Yes. It's an ambitious texting, but you know. We've had the, like we've it. had textings like, "Would you rather swim in a pool with a corpse <laughs> or an or a piece of excrement?" One of the all-time greats, mm-hmm. and a lot a lot of people. Incidentally, what, what what did what what did we decide was I think preferable? Cor- corpse won. I mm. went corpse. Yeah, mm. yeah, I, I went corpse definitely. Yeah, just for the anecdote. <laughs> Well, well, more just to avoid the. Uh, to be honest, yeah, the excrement. Speaking personally, I'd be so frightened of the fact I was swimming. <laughs> if there was half a dozen corpses in there, it wouldn't really bother me. Well, you're not back <laughs> in the pool. I was talking to AP McCoy as well about that you'd started swimming later on. Um, well, he yeah, but I'm still not great at it. They offered me. Did I tell you they offered me celebrity shark cage? Oh. And I said I'd, I'd, I turned it down because I said I'd be the only person on it who wasn't mainly frightened of the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. In terms of the question you raised earlier about um, the sort of diamond or checkerboard pattern mode into football pitches, where's that gone? Mm. Yes, I said that you get it in horse on horses hind quarters, but I haven't seen it on a football pitch for ages. Well Mark Allen gets in touch and says the Premier League outlawed fancy patterns a few seasons ago, Philistines. Now I would have been more skeptical of Mark Allen were it not for the fact that his Twitter handle is at the grass cutter. Oh wow. Fair oh. enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um I uh you mentioned earlier, I think someone texted in earlier, that um, I'd forgotten about this, that apparently linesmen, as they were then, assistant referees as they are now, used to use that glass grass-cutting thing as a way of um, judging an offside. Because uh, it's just, yes. And maybe in the age of VAR, they don't want any additional geometrics that aren't completely measured and trustworthy. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? You could you could mow it with a slight angle. It could throw the whole <laughs> offside. I mean, accidentally, I'm not suggesting espionage. I was going to say, one, just, one winger gets a one sort of one metre advantage because of a diagonal. Exactly, yeah. Just for clarity, it was 240, Frank, who got in touch. Yes, good. I don't, I don't want to take anyone that. else's uh, thing because I'd forgot about that. Yes. But maybe that's why the FA um, stopped geometric mowing. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have some further news for you. Can I say, when we were judging the horses, I was a bit disappointed that there wasn't one mm. straw hat with two holes in <laughs> that I used to see on. That would have made me... So, uh, they, they would have won it immediately. I mean, they could take it off before the race because it would just blow up. Can you off. imagine? Yeah. That would have been great. Come on. I would have liked that. I would have liked to have entered a donkey, just got a rogue donkey, and, sit, and everyone would have been too embarrassed to say, is, is that OK? Is that the same? It looks a bit different. I um, what, What's your equine ambition? I beg your pardon. My main equine <laughs> ambition. I would love to see, and this is something I've seen on telly and at the mm. circus, but never live. Go on. A horse counting. You know when they count by sort of scraping? Oh, yeah. they, they used to have to ask them a maths um, question. <laughs> What's three and five, um, Neddy? And they would go... <laughs> <laughs> and just as they do eight, the bloke would be in like a rocket to stop them doing any. But I used to, it's a brilliant uh, spectacle. Horses look so elegant until, until they open their mouths. Mm. <laughs> their teeth really let them down. Well, I've got to be honest, there were some really good looking animals um, in that parade. Yeah. And. Then they smile. Yeah. They yeah, s- but I noticed they smile would, with that. You know what? Would it kill you to get veneers? Sometimes <laughs> someone will say to me, can I have my photo with you? And if I've just eaten, I will smile, but 
like with lips together, yeah. so I don't want them to see all the food in my teeth. Have, do you not? And the think, horses were like that. I just think the proportions are all wrong. You know, I think I think God was. Uh, even Homer nods, and I think on this occasion he didn't give it his full attention when he was designing... I'm sorry, Frank. With the horse. Yeah, do you not agree? Well, I don't know. I, like I say, I've, every time I've ridden one, they've been horrible to me. But um, <laughs> Horrible to you? I mean, but, make it uh, sound a bit personal. I think it's because I quibble a bit about the fee, hoping that they'll start <laughs> counting. <laughs> Bob Bruce has been in touch, Frank. Bob Bruce. Mm. He says, he's referring to, you were talking earlier about uh, words, not necessarily that you'd ban. Some, some professions overuse certain yeah. words and phrases. So uh, football managers and in interviews now say moment a lot. Watch out for it. Mm. It's probably a good thing, not a good thing to introduce in the close season, <laughs> but you'll, you'll you'll notice it. If you had to ban a word, so for example, in the catering industry, mm. um, service, that's one they like to use a lot. Oh, yeah. Like Do that. they? Oh, yeah, they say that. And they refer to the pass, which I always find rather pretentious. Have you seen that in any Gordon Ramsay shows? They say, if you're up at the pass, what's the pass? It just turns out it's just that window oh. where the chef puts the oh, plate. Like the hatch. They call it the pass. The not pass. the pass. Not the serving hatch. They call the serving hatch the pass. Oh. Any chefs listening? I never knew that. I don't, I don't like that. I think they're trying to... Hence the old saying, we'll cut them off at the serving hatch. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're trying to give it a dignity it doesn't have. No. The pass. All these things shall come to serving hatch. Yeah, don't, exactly. don't build your pass up. Listen to this, Bob Bruce. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. I would ban all Formula One drivers, he continues, hmm. from saying, for sure. Ah, that's now quite a German I, thing. What say you? Yeah. I, um, the, um... Um, Tottenham striker, uh, <laughs> what was he, the German, famous German centre forward? Oh, uh, Klinsmann. Yeah, Jurgen yeah. Klinsmann used to say for sure. Mm. Did he? And I realised it was, he was looking for a translation for natürlich, which yes. they use a lot <laughs> in German. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because naturally it doesn't quite work, so he would say for sure, and then a lot of people started saying uh, <laughs> for sure. It's very catching. Yeah, I for think sure. people are so desperate to think, what do I say in the post-match interview? Mm. That if they if there's, if they recognise a theme, they'll go for it. If they're constantly being told things that they agree with, that thing of calling someone a big unit. Oh yeah. Mm. I say yeah, it's a pretty. But that's that's relative. I remember that happening in cricket, and I thought I never heard that before. Okay. I think I would ban, um, just you reminded me of the talk of Gordon Ramsay, all the sort of master chef uh, uh, food critic style shows. I would mm. ban them from calling food witty. I've never heard oh. that. Yeah, mm. it's all very witty. I've, I think it's an obscene thing to say about food as a comedian. <laughs> I resent it. No, really? What does it mean? If you put pop rocks in your dessert and they pop in your mouth, a little popping candy, and they go, oh, that's very witty. <laughs> I was talking with my brother-in-law and my brother-in-law writes really he writes many things but he writes very tough dramas mm. he's got one on Our television at the moment mm. um Emily's going to help me with the title, but she's not getting the hint. No, I do. <laughs> I am late. familiar with it, but I have forgotten the title. It was okay. called a better something. I thought you were going to help me out. Well, um, it's all right. I didn't. I'm not always get. I don't always know. <laughs> anyway, he writes a lot of um, and that, and I, and we were discussing within the family we could be known as witty and gritty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair summary of our careers. I yeah. like to think. Frank, listen to this. Eight four eight. Weirdly, oh god, I'm, he's going to hate me now for forgetting the name of his TV show. Weirdly, I'm sitting here in the car, having been let down on a horse box hire, and I'm trying to find a way to get a horse to a cross country lesson. Suddenly, I hear Frank utter the words, "What is your equine ambition?" Okay. There you go. Perfect. Can I say that um, my brother-in-law's show is called Best Interests? This is mm. correct. And um, it's. Um, 
Yeah, it's getting some. It's had a brilliant review in the, the Roman Catholic it. Journal, the tablet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it did. I mean, rave. Frank, I've got a quick personal question for you. <coughs> when you were at the zoo, London Zoo, mm. um, did you see the bears? No. Okay. The reason I ask is because I've no one's ever seen the bears. I've never seen the bears. I'm starting to think they're an urban myth. Oh. They're very lazy. Are the bears at London Zoo? <laughs> yes. Because, you know, some, some of the animals reside at Whipsnade. Oh, oh which is a club I used to go to in Soho. <laughs> I like the idea of um, are the bears at London Zoo being the ambiguity version of the phrase do bears go to the oh, loo yes, in the woods? Yes. Well, are yes. the bears at London Zoo? Who knows? Yeah, but you could say, yeah, are there elephants at London Zoo? Well, there aren't. They're at Whipsnade where they've got uh, more space. Is that right? Even though I think the traffic sign has an elephant on it to symbolise the zoo. Okay. Uh, is that, oh, oh! I quite enjoy that. I like that. So the, I think the rhinos. I seem to remember there at Whipsnade as well. <coughs> well, talking of the zoo, seven four seven. Has got in touch. Okay. Very seventies. It is. Seventies aviation. I have a picture of the Beatles coming down steps at the airport. What on. about when I was on a plane once and the pilot said, "Hey, oh, hello, this is your pilot, Kent Royale." Oh, oh wow. wow, that is good. Do you know? And then <laughs> me and my friends sat in our seat and we spent the entire four hour flight fantasizing about what Kent Royale looked like. Well, the only other Kent. What do you think he looked like? Uh, there was a, the ITV wrestling commentator, the sort of Murray Walker of wrestling, was Kent Walton. Mmm. And uh, I remember he used to say, hi there, grapple fans. <laughs> In one of those uh, very mid-Atlantic voices, you know, he used to say, because wrestling used to be on Wednesday night and then it would be on the, the big sports show on Saturday afternoon. Mm. And at the end he'd say, happy Thursday, Friday, see you Saturday. That was his, <laughs> that was his departure. But that, that's the only other Kent, Kent I can think of. Kent Royale. Oh, yeah. He was everything I hoped for and more. He had aviators. Was he? Yeah. Oh, you did see Kent Mil- Royale. Oh, we waited. We waited to see <laughs> Kent Royale. I wasn't getting off that plane until I saw him. No, I'm, I'm picturing... I shook him by the hand. He was, he was met at the airport by his brother, Casino. <laughs> <laughs> that needs... That deserves something. Come on. That deserves a jingle of let's, something. Let's, let's see what we've got here. Um, I like it. <laughs> he was your classic. I think there may even have been a packet of Winston's in the top pocket. Oh. I'm picturing the the guy who played the FBI agent in Twin Peaks. He was mu- Agent Cooper. Yeah, he I, was much a- more Rod Steiger in a Nam film. Oh, is what we're talking. Okay. That was um, how do you like your coffee, Agent Cooper? Black as midnight on a moonless night. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, what was his name? He was, he was a Mc- yeah, something. He was, Carl McLaughlin. He was in, um, wasn't McLaughlin. he in um, Sex in the City as well? Very yes. good. Yes. And he had a catchphrase which was all righty. All righty. What do you think of that as a catchphrase? All um, Yeah. 747, I didn't tell you what he said. Go on. Hi, uh, she, I do apologise. Oh, Hi, God. Frank and gang. Dudley Zoo... Um, has listed Tecton buildings as well, if you remember. I'm sure you must have been in your youth. Tecton, of course, Tecton buildings was connected with Lubetkin, who designed the penguin enclosure. Oh, God, I didn't... I mean, I went to Dudley Zoo, but we didn't talk much about the architecture. (laughs) (laughs) It was at Dudley Zoo when I was a small child, where... uh, What was that? And uh, is that my fat? That can't be my fat. Oh God! You've been showing us the uh, penguin videos, and it's all kicked off. This this morning, tell me to keep my phone on in case the job they make the job decision. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was where uh, a monkey got sort of spread eagled on the on the bars, and I was in my pram, and it urinated all over me, (laughs) and. The sound of urine hitting a hand-knitted cardigan is one that has lived with me ever since. It became like a family story when that monkey weed on. Yeah. So, yeah, many happy memories from Dudley Zoo. All of them through a haze of steam. Frank Skinner. 
Absolute Radio. This is, uh, sorry, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I had you covered there. Yeah. With Pierre Novelli. And Emily Dean. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. And email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Back to Frank in the studio. Beautiful. <laughs> it did feel like one of those that when you get two film stars come on at the Oscars and they share, yeah. they share an auto cue. Yes. What I liked is that we did that little cutesy one show thing of I said Pierre's name and yes. he said mine. It was yes. very funny. We put a twist on it, Frank. It's beautiful. <laughs> At the Oscars, that's one of the things I... You know that thing about stopping professions saying, for people, Oscar um, presenters, I'd stop them using the phrase, the motion picture industry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when is that from? Like, 18... Ten or something. The motion picture. Ow, like Judy Garland. You mean like films? Are they like films? (laughs) Televisual motion pictures. I mean, gosh. Also, could you also stop them using the Foreign Press Association? When did they get involved? Do they, do they use them? Oh, yeah, Foreign Press Association are always getting mentioned. I thought, I thought you hated the press. Don't get them to judge all the awards. Yeah, they do pop up a lot. Yes, oh, they're I always do. popping I, I, up. I miss that. OK. Um, we've got some... We have had readers getting in touch about other sort of industry phrases uh, they would like to see people try and cope without, essentially. Yes. Um... There are certain American golf commentators who, after a wonderful shot, will declare, are you kidding me? (laughs) With heavy emphasis on the kidding. Oh, really? I've heard it used, but... um, Try it it in an American accent. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. That's Gaza. Well, you did. Yeah, I did. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Peter Alice would never have said that on the golf. What would he have said? No. Oh, my word. He say something like that. That's dignified, the, isn't it? The guy who did um, uh, the tennis, was he Dan Maskell? Oh, yes. What, what, what was his thing? Good grace. He, he would say, oh, my word. Oh, my if word. It's a really good uh, rally. I associate that quite heavily with my South African relatives trying not to blaspheme. Oh. If you hear, oh, my word, that's going to that's gonna be a very... Relatives trying thing. not to blaspheme. What sort of a world were you brought up in? So it's, it's a bigger deal to say, oh, my God, in South Africa than... Is yeah, it? yeah, a little bit. OK. Sounds yeah. good, I may, I may move. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about it. I was in South Africa once, and they had, like, three-bedroom flats for 24 grand. Did they? And I thought, oh, I could just get one if I just came... Once every two years, yeah. be yeah. worth it. You went over for your football work, didn't you? Well, I went over on holiday originally. I did the garden route. Oh, what's that? It's a sort of coastal bit. It's one of these. Uh, Have you heard of that? It's very, it's very famous. It's very okay. beautiful. Okay. Yeah, the Western Cape. Oh man, uh, I, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I wore. The Western Cape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's the Eastern Cape. It's it's too light. I this is extraordinary. Gary, a sixty-six-year-old in Harlow, okay, says has a theory. He says, "Let Frank know that when fireworks go off into the night, he seems to think it's often a message sent out to. How can I put this? To let uh, potential buyers know that there are illicit substances available. Is it should they really? require them? It's a, it's a bit Blackbeard, isn't it? Sort of. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strange, but also, it's a strange I think, way of letting them. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think of it as a sort of undercover <laughs> operation, not normally announced with fire attacks. I tell you what, I've got a busy week on with Chris. So I'm going to have to get some Catherine Wheels in. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to unload all of these kilos. Oh, I mean, man. it's a weird. It feels like a lot of trouble to go to. If but, it's but, marijuana, they just use sparklers. <laughs> yes, yes. For, for the class A. For the class A stuff. That's why I've got this bugle on me. (laughs) (laughs) What do they... I mean, I was going to say, it must be a busy old night, mustn't it? New Year's Eve. (laughs) I mean, they must be doing a roaring trade, That's the only reason the fireworks are happening at all. (laughs) Yeah? Well, what about the 5th of November? (laughs) People turning up at family homes saying that, yeah, have you you got any good... uh, 
Kai. You go, no, that's, uh, that tinfoil's just got a baked potato in it. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This news in, Frank, yeah. from Paul Hughes. Read your questions earlier. Question, I do apologise. Yes, chessboard pitches are still mown. Tranmere Rovers looking splendid for the start of the season. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if they have uh, VAR, do they, in that division? No. I well, don't know. The grass cutter claimed it was the, the, the Premier League that had banned it. Yeah. Mm. But that, uh, uh, when you go to the first match of the season, there's always one person near you who says how good the pitch looks. <laughs> That's the thing. We had a, a carpet fitted, a stair carpet fitted this week. I love that story. And uh, <laughs> it was hot. So one of the, one of the guys worked with no shirt on. Mm. Oh, I do love that story. He was in great shape. I mean, obviously, people who take their shirt off always are. Did you tell him that? Apart from Gibby on iCarly, generally speaking, it's just sort of fairly ripped people who take their shirt off. Yeah. Are you having it replaced the carpet? Was it getting worn? Uh, yes. Okay. So then, um, so then at the end of of, of it, um, this guy um, he left us a, a scented candle as a Did thank he? you. And then he went to our piano and played some classical music with no shirt on. I beg your pardon. <laughs> Are you quite sure this was a, a no, carpet fit as you hired and not some sort of agency? Uh, no, honestly, this of, is... Of erotic... Uh, yeah. Did he? Did, could he play well? He, played, he did play well. Is it part of the service? Played a lot of steps. No, he didn't. Oh. No, he didn't. Um, in Spiral Cup, no. Was this sort of Renaissance builders you went to? Well, you know, sometimes you get work people who sound a bit middle class. Somebody yeah. was one of those guys. All right. right. Well, they did a great job on the carpet, but I wasn't expecting the topless um, piano. So he didn't work. put his shirt on for the no. piano? Oh, Au contraire. It would, it, would, it, would, it would be a bit of uh, excess respect to the piano, I think, if you went, oh, obviously I'll yeah, put exactly. my T-shirt back on. Yeah, I'll, I'll put, in, uh, this, put tiles on for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Monty Python, though, seated yeah. there. Well, he had, he had, he was, he had uh, shorts on, for goodness sake. What, we're meant to be grateful for that? Well, I was. <laughs> I have to clean the Kath. school. Kath, oh, my God. <laughs> Kath, not so much, so. Kath, um, what did Kath make it. of it? Kath was, said, oh, I didn't even hear it. Because you played for about five or ten minutes. This is all for your benefit. Did you take any pictures? <laughs> I didn't I didn't think it polite to listen, sir. That's the opening line of the importance of being <laughs> earnest. Like, yes. sit, since playing piano and then when... Uh, when the butler comes in, he said, did you hear what I was playing, Lane? And he said, I didn't think it polite to listen, sir. <laughs> That's how I was with the carpet fitter. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's different. Mm -hmm. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. May I just share a couple of things with you briefly? Charlbury Baggy. Hmm. be a nice friend for you, Frank. Yes. My mum recalls being at Dudley Zoo watching a mother chastise her child for hanging over the edge of the lion enclosure. Yeah. Not because of the danger, but get down, yell, scratch your shoes. <laughs> Heavily accented black country accent. Perhaps Frank could do it much better than me, I'm sure. I liked your version. Oh, I tried. And Bulmer has confirmed that fireworks for illicit substances is definitely a thing in Sheffield. Between 6 and 7pm <laughs> on Sunday night, three set off every week. Wow, well, what a discovery oh. this is. I hope we haven't killed it for the drugs industry. For <laughs> <laughs> loads of dealers you know listening going, Ugh. I yeah. find they're very rational, forgiving people. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, like, sure okay. it's not like being in the magic circle. You're allowed to discuss <laughs> no. your, your tricks and how they work. Uh, oh, may I man. share something with you, boys? It's been on my mind this morning. What about mm. the peripatetic drug dealer who has a flare gun? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a pop-up drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, of a drug can I say drugs? that Absolute Radio disapproves of the use of illegal drugs? Carry on. We're not doing a read of any sort. No, no. Um, but yeah, there's a survey I wanted to discuss with you both, and it was, it's about, it's one of those interesting surveys that I think how who gets involved in these surveys? <laughs> I never get asked to do anything as interesting as this. No. 
Um, the only ever que- questions that I get asked are, "How did you hear about us?" And yes. I get, "Do you get that asked?" Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Through Google. Mm, I can never remember. They no. say it's normally word of mouth, Google, or something else. Mm. I just say something else, none of your business. Anyway, the survey I came across was to do with what food sounds people find like the most appealing. Mm. Do you want to know what was up there? Did, have you seen um, this? Have these are sounds of food. Yeah, so that... it was sizzling bacon, for example. Oh, of course, of course. I mean, we're all going to predict that. Yeah. The rustling of a crisp packet. Mm. Less food, more packaging. That's true. Mm. Personally, I find that intensely irritating, but we'll come to that. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, we'll come to that. Okay. Well, we were out, the three of us were out the other night. We went yeah. to um, the Globe Theatre. Oh, yes, to see the comedy of errors, and afterwards uh, Emily had popcorn, and she did that thing of ripping open the packet and doing a gesture of please, everyone, <laughs> sort of a slightly sort of sultanate, please. I, I did that, that for yeah. your benefit, and because we- I think it was sultanate and vinegar, <laughs> <laughs> and I got out the Haribo Tang fast hits. You did, you yeah. boy, you were really pulling out you, the stuff. You quickly set up a firework to let people know that you had some Tang fast. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Uh, we'd gone to see, we should say, uh, Pierre's good friend, George. Yes, the very George Foraker is the man himself in the Comedy of Errors. And of course, it, Pierre has to have friends with surnames like Four Acres. It oh, sounds st- like they st- come from the medieval st- stage yes. name. Stage name. Oh, is it? No, is he's it? A, a very humble, original. His real name is Seven Hectares. <laughs> <laughs> His real name. What, what is. Uh, maybe he won't want to share that. So. <clears throat> I've got to say, he was brilliant. Yeah. And oh, even though man. he was from Willenall, which is too near Wolverhampton for my liking, he was brilliant. And it, and it was brilliant. Mm. When well, regarding yeah, food noises, I yeah. didn't say anything during the production but to my left was a woman doing borderline illegal things to a toffee lolly oh really I Mm. could actually hear her yes and because she was sat near a pillar she would sort of lean across sort of in front of me to see certain scenes yeah and then the noise would be coming almost from under my own chin oh that sounds that sounds did you not hear it can (laughs) I say something to you you're oddly tolerant I find at theatres because I'm, I'm. You never pick up on things. I'll say, you know, when we went to see Oklahoma and there was a man picking off all his sunburn, sitting right next to me, <laughs> yes. and leaving it all over. Honestly, that's actually one of my favourite food stands. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Armin Mivers told me. Oh. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about appealing or satisfying sounds. Your favourite food sounds is mm. what. What shocked me about this list that mm. they put is it doesn't include the only food stuff I can think of off the top of my head that forefronts its audio aspect. Yeah. It's, and that's Rice Krispies, uh-huh. Snap, oh, yeah. Crackle and Pop. He never mentions that. No. No, that is odd. Well, it had... Uh, well, th- I'll tell you why that is, Frank. Go on. I know their ways. These surveys, close quotes, they're always commissioned. You'll find there'll be a brand involved somewhere. Oh, no, right there. that's a let- but, of, but, of course, the top sound was the whistle of haggis. Yes. <laughs> such as the following product. <laughs> OK, all right. Well, all I will say, to give you a clue, in there, which I don't believe, actually, was the snapping of a chocolate bar. Well, that, is, that can be nice, especially a dime. That's oh, quite a good a dime. Thank you. There's nothing like a dime. Oh, you did do that, didn't um, you? <laughs> you actually did do that. I think uh, 26% most... Frank said they liked the slicing of a crusty loaf of bread. What say you, Pierre? I Frank? Could, could not find a sound more stressful <laughs> than <laughs> cutting my own slice of bread because I, I know that the bottom is going to be perilously thin. Yeah, exactly. And the top. Thick as a doorstop. Have you ever cut, cut a decent slice? Maybe um, once. N- n- nah, maybe with stale bread you could do it. So pear-shaped, my loaf. I agree. Yeah, you end up getting these sort of... Your loaf becomes as though it's been written in italics. I have a lot of junk in like the trunk crust. of I don't my like slices. Do you don't like, you don't like crusty? I don't like crusty. It actually hurts me. I'm team crust. What okay. do you like, Slimsia? 
Do you I remember would... Slim's here, Brett? Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. Brett. I'm mad about Brett. <laughs> I'm, I'm Team Crust. I want shrapnel in my gums. That's oh, I, I like. want... I like... Uh, Meat. Also in there. If I had to pick my favourite food sounds, most of them would be in the children's song, Old MacDonald had a fun. (laughs) 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 Or see what I do like. Most of them would be in McDonald's. From a vegetable point of view, I Mm. like that that you get when you tip mushy peas out of a tin. Oh. Oh. You know when they won't come at first and then you shake and they go and they just drop out and they still got you know the ridges of the can is still on the mushy pea um, sinister uh, canister not sinister canister. The producer's laughing with intense recognition I... here. I've never done it. I did not know that was a sound. I don't know. I'm so upset to learn about it. I'm going well, to record it for you. Oh, my God. I, I would no, write, I know I would... the sound he means, because I've oh had Lord. that. For example, do you know you can get tin spaghetti, for example? Yes, of course. If you pour that in, it's a similar sound sometimes. Yeah, it's but fizz- it doesn't. But the actual, it retains the shape of the can, the mushy peas. Like You're making it sound Americans like it's got conscious involvement here. <laughs> like Americans with cranberry sauce cranberry jelly on thanksgiving they're just full solid can with the ridges still in it yeah that's what you want yeah but that with mushy peas I want I want to shave my head and run away. Just thinking <laughs> oh, about you know that. Do like that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like and they haven't got here? Oh. I like the hiss of the fizzy drink. Oh. But what I love most Hissed about in. the hiss, and you only you only get this with uh, Coca-Cola, I find. They're not paying me. This isn't a read. Is the mysterious little plume of smoke? Oh yeah, you get with that it. That is good. What is that? Why do you get this? No, smoke? I like that. As do well. you? The brown what, what about the sound of an uncooked egg hitting a corrupt politician? <laughs> <laughs> Bit on. of undipolitical. I just yeah. uh, choose not to. <laughs> In terms of uh, favourite food sounds, 283 gets in touch. Hi, Frank. The beautiful suction sound of the first spoon of trifle being lifted from the bowl. yes. Very good. As a family, we gather round us at Christmas and shout, Do the noise! (laughs) That is... uh... Oh, I love doing the noise. <laughs> followed up by our I'll, world. Followed up by our world is quite small. <laughs> Joe from Essex. I like Joe from Essex. Although I can say, I have never said do the noise to anyone. No, no. that's. <laughs> I it's heard. A, it's a. I love a family tradition like that. That mm. we're all gathering round. Uh, we've also had 597. Hi, Frank, Emily and Pierre. Popcorn popping is a nice food sound. Better than that sweetie wrapper thing that always goes on in the cinema. Why do they sell noisy food? Why? <laughs> that is from Simon of Sudbury, our medieval correspondent. It's a question oft asked. I mean, popcorn's pretty noisy. I would have preferred that lady next to me at the Globe have popcorn. Yeah, but you know what? What I thought about pop? I love popcorn. What about the man generally. on my right with the gyrating leg? I couldn't be doing with that. <laughs> anyway, you know when you get to the bottom of the cardboard popcorn and there's the unpopped, the damned. I, I ate the unpopped. Or as I <laughs> call a, a fast track to a two thousand pound dental implant. I always think chimpanzees are like the unpopped corn. Why haven't you evolved into humans? <laughs> <laughs> Why well, you wouldn't? You just wouldn't get in the lift, would you? We've, no, they, they are, no, we're not getting in the lift. We we stay where we are. I like the idea of you sleeping over at a zoo and whispering, <laughs> "Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, for goodness' sake!" Why are you still here, you chimpanzees? <laughs> you should be with us in the in the lodges. Have you no Damn desire to read? <laughs> <laughs> We've shown you how. Oh, man. Well, all lots they of know, their colleagues Frank, have I'm it. with your grandfather. They know what they're doing. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I was at... Um, when we went for drinks after the Comedy of Errors with George and us three... Um, can I say it? What a delight it is as well for a black country bloke to be a regular performer, to have played Hamlet at the Globe. It makes me happy. As a man who spends half of my life, people saying, well, I didn't think you'd be interested in poetry. <laughs> oh, what are you doing at an art gallery? Oh, what, what you? I'm surprised you're at the op. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Don't let the accent fool you. So I was very happy about that. But um, I, 
Emily went up and got me a, a tomato <laughs> juice. I think I a, said make it spicy. With a piece of celery, <laughs> not a million miles away from the dry flume that <laughs> features in Rooning Go. It's a massive... <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's, a fruit, it's a food you want to get rid of, celery. Yeah. No one in that survey said, oh, yeah, the lovely crunch of <laughs> celery. The celery is just so rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It's really a utensil. It is really, and you know what? When it's in the the Virgin Mary, which I I purchased for you, I did yes. apologise, but you seemed okay with that. You didn't oh, feel okay. it was disrespectful, <laughs> and it's there as an accessory. And you think, well, as it's here, I may as well. I wouldn't have chosen it. Mm. Well, it's actually less offensive to a Catholic than the Bloody Mary. Oh yes, <laughs> which is um, an attack on Queen Mary and her. Um, a treatment to the Catholics. Pierre's looking at me as if it isn't. No, Pierre's looking at you as if it's absolute radio. No, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll, go, he'll Google it in a minute. <laughs> I've always said, of course, that um, eating celery is like eating a violin. You can feel the strings snapping <laughs> as you bite into it. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Look, um, I got through today. Thank you guys for your support. Um, and... and uh, Lucy for getting me uh, ginger shots and at Pierre's suggestion giant sized marshmallows which he said are good for the voice mm. mm-hmm. um, well it tasted good um, look if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week when I will be able to speak properly now get out